You are listening to John Gerica on SFM. If you follow some of the Twitter people that I follow, scientists have been getting a hard knock with COVID, global warming, even people that believe the earth is flat. Well, young scientists, the South African Young Academy of Science, was launched a while back and provides a platform that allows leading young scientists to influence national policy and to co-create strategic initiatives and partnerships for a better tomorrow. Sounds wonderful, and they're busy with a conference at the moment. Let's talk to uh, Professor Dustin van der Haar from the University of Johannesburg. Prof, thanks very much for joining us. What are you doing at this Young Scientist Conference at the moment? Uh, thanks, John. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, we're, we're having our annual uh, Young uh, Scientist Conference to s- sort of provide a voice to young scientists uh, in different contexts. So we discuss some of the key challenges that are prevalent in emerging scientists, and uh, uh, we, we bring a whole bunch of them all in uh, and discuss some of the key challenges and areas of research that's happening today. Mm. Uh, and this year, uh, we're discussing uh, basic sciences for sustainability, so uh, all of the uh, different ways of looking at, uh, at that particular field. It, it's such a huge field. Sustainability can be anything from from better cars to windmills and things. How do you focus that down over two days? Oh, it's uh, it's a tall, tall ask, but uh, we yeah. try. Uh, and uh, one of the things that, uh, that we try and uh, look at it from the lens of the basic sciences. Uh, so we talk about it in terms of science, technology, or we talk about STEAM, engineering, arts. Right. And, uh, and medicine as well. So we try and focus it in those areas. Yeah, it's, it's, as I was saying, it there's from from agriculture to to everything. Uh, are people listening to scientists these days, especially the young ones, because the young ones have got the voices? Are they are they feeling they're being heard? Um, I think in in many ways, uh, there's different platforms that have come up, and uh, I think we have been heard. But of course, there's more work that can be done, uh, and I think one of the sort of uh, key pivotal moments was during the COVID-19 mm. pandemic. Uh, there was, there was, you know, a lot of people learned the value of input from a scientist during that period. That's what I would say. Yeah, there's still those conspiracy theorists that say the science got it all wrong and the scientists don't know anything. I think there's always going to be uh, both sides and uh, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Hopefully there's enough awareness uh, initiatives to, uh, to get the facts right out mm. there uh, that has, that's always evidence-based. Now, for a while, I, I, was, I was a science journalist many, many years ago. There's, there's a lack of science reporting these days. Do you, do you feel that, Prof? Is that something you struggle with, to get your message across to mass media? Uh, absolutely. And I think um, there's, a, there's a big uh, science communication problem mm. because what would happen is you'd have a pro- prolific professor or any, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a professor per se, and uh, they would do wonderful work, uh, but you know they wouldn't spread the word or mm. uh, engage in different platforms. Uh, and and I, I can speak to the emerging scientist side, where uh, a lot of the good work that comes out there, um, they they feel that it's not worthy, uh, and uh, you know in a way it sort of gets uh, locked up in some way that it, no one shares, and that's. Mm. A yeah, it's it's yeah. It it almost feels as if you have to be a scientist to understand a scientist. You need that person that can translate it from what you guys do in the classroom and and in the lecture halls to 
average Joe walking down the street. Absolutely. And I think uh, making that accessible language uh, is seen as a burden by many, and uh, which it shouldn't be. They mm. should, should see it as uh, this is the value that it provides. And uh, I would argue there'd be a great deal of impact associated with that. Let's talk about how you work together as a group of scientists. Generalization, generalizing, obviously. But if I'm studying, I don't know, I'm studying wind technology and somebody else is studying better agriculture, do those scientists talk to each other? Is there a communication open from all of those fields that to, to do this better sustainability? Absolutely. And I think uh, one of the nice things that uh, we've seen, especially in science, so there's been a lot more collaborative efforts to bring, uh, uh, to sort of break down the ivory tower of mm. sorts and uh, integrate many of the, the different initiatives where the right people are talking to one another to make a difference. Are young people changing science these days? Are the Gen Zs making things difficult for us Gen Xs? I think uh, it's a, a fresh, different perspective. <laughs> uh, that, and uh, w one of the nice things that, uh, uh, you know, especially we were discussing earlier today is that when it comes to, uh, you know, different inputs, you'll be amazed at how creative uh, some of the emerging uh, scientists and uh, when, uh, when, when we have people in the lab that are taking input from us, uh, a lot of the times uh, there's lots of, innovative uh, solutions that can come out of that. Mm. Uh, that's my take. A young scientist more, you see, scientists have always been risk, not risk averse. They, they're willing to take a risk to try and something new and they discover something. Is that still there or are you finding Gen Z is maybe a little more cautious? I think um, there's been a definite change in, in sort of the funding landscape. Yes. Uh, where, where the funding is, it tends to be where a lot of the research tends to gravitate towards. And, um, you know, when it comes to certain fields, there's an innate uh, dependency on equipment and uh, resources mm. required to facilitate the research. And uh, in those spaces, I think there's definitely some risk-taking happening there, and there's a lot more of those parts. But I, I would argue that in some of the other areas that are, uh, you know, there's a deficit in funding, I, I, I can definitely see that, uh, you know, it's more towards the risk-averse side of things. Uh, just quickly, while you're talking about funding, aren't, are scientists bought to find a solution for, I don't know, for for company X that are looking to, to cause trouble, take over the world? Would they give money to scientists to try and do that? Uh, not necessarily. The contract, yes, there's contract-based research where uh, there's certain projects that are driven by industry on solving key, very focused problems mm. that uh, that particular industry is being focused on. But uh, one of the basic sciences, you know, is fundamental research that doesn't necessarily deliver value today, but it's the building block that, mm. uh, that you know, that, that will be used in applied research tomorrow. And, uh, you know, thankfully, we need the basic science to, to sort of be in place before we can start uh, innovating and finding new and unique solutions some of the problems we face. Yeah, I, I love reading science papers because they always reference somebody else and they've just added on a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and then that paper will be referenced later on. It's just these little building blocks. And it, I imagine as a scientist, you don't feel as if you've made a change in the world, but over 20, 30 years of referencing and, and adding on, there's a massive change. No, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, we always have that uh, building on the shoulders of giants. Mm. And, um, you know, one of the things that uh, 
we, we're very happy to see is that, uh, you know, yes, you, you do your part, but uh, we always advocate for uh, in science uh, impact that doesn't just necessarily impact the knowledge base, but impacts people at the end of the day, mm-hmm. making a difference in our communities. And I think we would even argue that when you see impact in that way, uh, it's a lot more easier to see and it's tangible. You can see the evidence mm. for how things have impacted. Love it. Professor Dustin van der Haar from the University of Johannesburg, thank you very much. The annual Young Scientist Conference on the go happening tomorrow as well at the University of Vendor in Tiando in Limpopo province. You are there, so Feb, coming up after the news, we will be focusing on a new academy, taking rare skills to the marginalized communities of Limpopo, and also what is curatorship in Legal Monday? All of that after the news with Deneo at 9 o'clock.